The world can't describe who you are as a believer. The world can't describe how you're supposed to live as a believer. The world can't do anything for you. This morning, we're going to continue in the lines of uh, renewing our mind. Uh, I don't think that this is a subject that you could just gloss over and not pay a lot of attention to because for years, I think, at least I did, others too, I'm sure, thought that a lot of things that was taking place had to do with our spirits. Come to find out it wasn't at all. It's our minds, not our spirits. And so this morning we're going to start with this verse of Scripture, uh, Romans 12, 1 and 2 in the Amplified Version. Therefore, I urge you, brothers brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies, dedicating all yourselves set apart as living sacrifices, holy and well-pleasing to God, which is your rational and logical and intelligent act of worship. And do not be conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs but be transformed and progressively changed as you mature spiritually by the renewing of your mind, focusing on godly values and ethical attitudes so that you may prove for yourself what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect in his plan and purpose for you. So the part that we're going to speak on on this morning would be in the middle of these this verse, these two verses, and that is, do not be conformed to the world and its principles and its ideologies. Remember, salvation or redemption is instant, but the renewing of the mind is progressive and is the key to receiving revelation from the Holy Ghost. It's the key. Renewing the mind is the key to receive revelation from the Holy Ghost. Trans- that, this revelation that you receive from the Holy Ghost is to be transformed uh, into action. It's uh, Your mind being renewed is the key to receive the revelation. It translated into action on your part that will glorify God. Here's the whole point. Our lives are to glorify God. Amen. Okay, so um, here on the earth, the conquest of the mind is progressive. You do not get this overnight. You have to stay with it day after day, week after week, and year after year, and realize it's the key to receiving revelation from the Holy Spirit. What's the key for receiving revelation from the Holy Spirit? The renewed mind, the renewing of the mind, true. The mind is the part of man that is not saved upon redemption by God. That is left for us to do, according to James 1.22. So get rid of all this uncleanness and all that uh, remains of wickedness, and with a humble spirit receive the word of God which is implanted, actually rooted in your heart, which is able to save your souls. Now in this verse of scripture, it talks about humble spirit receiving the word of God. Uh, 
the wickedness and the uncleanliness is not in your spirit. Okay, now for years this has been taught and preached, you know, and this kept people confused and and all. It's just, it's a shame that it was uh, not revealed earlier or someone didn't see it earlier. But once you're redeemed, once salvation is yours, the instant that it is, your spirit is sealed by the Holy Ghost. You can no longer at that point, you can never ever, as far as your spirit's concerned, violate God's word. So what are you going to deal with? You're going to have to start dealing with mental. That's what you have to deal with. Mind, 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 soul, soulical, okay? So where is this uncleanliness located? It's in the mind, not the spirit. The spirit is sealed by the Holy Spirit upon redemption. So the mind slash soul, they're together. The mind soul is where the trouble comes from. Also, here is where Satan has access to interfere, not your spirit. It's mind to interfere. God has given the body of Christ all that it needs to overcome. We just have to do it. God's not going to overcome for us. We're going to have to do it. The preparation is there. The blood's been shed. You sang about it. The resurrection has occurred. Jesus came. He gave his life. He suffered. He paid the price. All that's done. It has to be applied. has to be accepted. has to be broadcast. has to be confessed. has to be believed. has to be acted upon. has to become a part of one's life. It starts to govern what you think, say, and do. The reason a lot of people have trouble with God's abundance is because of the very of this very thing. Mind, 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 renewing of the mind, not having a teachable mind. This morning, the majority of this ministry would be on teachable mind. A teachable mind. Just everybody has a mind, but not everybody has a teachable mind. Remember all the things about God's character, who he is, what he's done, how he did it. He created the whole universe with the earth, all the stars, kept it all in place by his words. And yet he still loved us so much that he would die for us. A death so horrible and punished so much physically and spiritually so we could be redeemed from spiritual death and live eternally with him forever and ever and ever. What a Savior. The word revelation means, listen to me, the word revelation means transferred or transfer of knowledge from spirit to soul. That's what this, when you, when you see the word revelation, you can understand what this means. It's the action of information being transferred from spirit to soul. Your spirit isn't capable of doing a lot of things. Your spirit doesn't guide you unless you allow it to. It doesn't just take over and run your life just because you're a Christian. There's a conjunction here between soul and spirit. That's important. 
and it's the renewed mind. It's the, it's the mind that understands and receives the, the transfer, the revelation from God's Word and God's Spirit goes into your mind and renews it with, if you don't reject it. Okay? We'll, we'll get into that momentarily. The Holy Spirit is in your spirit from the time of conversion, from the instant of conversion. From then, you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of Almighty God lives in you. Now listen to me, because a lot of people doesn't know this, and they look for God outside someplace else. Their, con their conversation is about God, and He's always off someplace. No, 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 no. At conversion, He came inside of you, and the whole, all of God is inside of you. Okay? Uh, John 16, 13 tells us this. Howbeit, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he shall show you things to come. That's just not arbitrarily. That's just not like ripe cherries falling off of a tree. You don't just be walking down the street and all of a sudden the Holy Ghost shows you something. It can be, but it's not because you have to be looking for it. He's showing you things all the time, but we're dismissing it because we're not in tune. We're not listening. We don't have a teachable mind. Ephesians, the first chapter, verse 13, in whom also, in whom ye also trusted, after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, after that you believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Can't be anything more true, can't be anything more honest, can't be anything more upright than that simple statement. You're sealed. For you to say anything different is wrong. When this is understood, we will not be looking to see God from some mystical understanding or revelation about God but we will begin to understand that the spirit of truth lives right inside of us. He has the mind of God. All the knowledge of God is right inside your spirit. But unless it is transferred to your mind so you can put it into action so it will glorify, the whole idea is this revelation coming from the spirit to your mind to cause your life to change, to glorify God. Okay? But unless it's transferred to your mind so you can put it into action, it will never be of any value to you. Are you listening? You can hear all kind of sermons, but until you do something with them, they're no value to you. You can take all kind of notes. You can have notebooks full of notes, but until you let those, note, those notes in those notebooks permeate your mind, it won't do you any good. Be no value to you. Many Christians today are saved and filled with the Holy Ghost, but their lives never glorify God. They reject abundance. 
They don't understand God's abundance. It's easy to see all this if you just step out in nature. Everything grows. Trees grow. Start from little bitty sprigs and they grow up to mature. God's abundance is everywhere. And he wants the body of Christ to comprehend and recognize it. But I see some people back off because the world makes fun of them. The world makes fun of people who believe God. But see, I know better. See, I know something they don't know. I'm sorry for them. And if they don't listen, the end result's not going to be good. It's going to be good for me, but it's not going to be good for them. Because I know where I'm going. They don't. They think they know, but they don't. Sad days are ahead. Not for me. For them. The world's going to be facing something in the future that it doesn't want to face. Because it's mocked God and made fun of God for centuries. And payday's coming. It's not going to be a good scene for them. But for the body of Christ, wonderful. They will never reach the place of fulfillment. These people who reject and do not receive and understand and comprehend and have the, 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 uh, the spirit transfer into their mind, they will never reach the place of fulfillment in their lives here on the earth. This is where it's supposed to be done. It's not a heaven thing. It's an earth thing. Don't save it till you get to heaven to use it. You expend it all here. I want my account empty when I leave, okay? Because they never transfer the revelation from their spirits to their souls and their minds. As Christians learn who the world says they are on the earth and put that knowledge into action, which cannot glorify Jesus because it's a lie. The world can't describe who you are as a believer. The world can't describe how you're supposed to live as a believer. The world can't do anything for you. And for you to allow the world to identify you and you agree with it is a lie. It's designed to do something to you. It's designed to steal your inheritance. It's designed to steal your blessing. It's designed to confuse you. It's designed to bankrupt you. It's designed to cause you to faint. The world never says that a believer is blessed or healed or a conqueror or can do all things through Christ who strengthens them. Never that Jesus might be glorified. So others might want to receive this life. Your whole life will change and make your life count for something. There are scriptures that identify stars and crowns. Let's not let the devil remove them before we ever even get them. Number one, have a teachable mind. Have a teachable mind. This is something that we should confess all the time. All the time, all day long as you're doing whatever it is you're doing, confess that you have a teachable mind. Get in agreement the fact that you have a teachable mind. Somebody said, well, I don't know. I understand how that's going to help. Why don't you do it? That's the problem. You always want to understand everything before you do it. That's not a noble spirit. Right. And that's a requirement. 
This is one of the keys to maturing in Jesus Christ. Acts 17, verse 11. These were more noble than those in Thessalonica in that they received the word with all readiness of, my, readiness of mind and searched the scriptures daily whether those things were so. Therefore many of them believed also of the honorable women which were Greeks and of men, not a few. What did they do? They heard something and they went to the word of God not to disprove it, that's what most people do. They, they take the Word of God. They approach the Word of God. You can go in two ways, positive or negative. Most people are negative to the Word of God because they want to be like Missourians. Prove it. I'll believe it when you prove it to me. That won't get you any place. That's... That's disobedience. That's, that's, that's laughing in God's face. What does it say in Hebrews? Those that believe that he is, not that he has to prove himself to them. You've got to believe that he is just because he said he was. Well, it's obvious that he is because look around, walk outside, look around, see the world, see the, see the universe, see all the things that have been created by him. You don't need a lot of you don't need a lot of prodding here. This is one of the keys to maturing in the Lord Jesus Christ. These people search the scriptures. There are three keys to a continual faith walk, three keys. One is called meekness. Meekness means being teachable toward God. That's what meekness means. That doesn't mean weakness. It's meekness is teachable toward God. Number two, humility. Humility means the proper estimation of oneself. Not according to the world, but according to the Word of God. What the Word says about you and me. What the Word says. You know what the Word of God says? The Word of God says, I'm more than a conqueror. That's what God wants you to be saying about yourself. See, that's the proper estimation of you. Now, the Scripture says to not think of yourself more highly. That's not thinking of yourself more highly. That's thinking of yourself as God sees you. When you wander out of that and go over into the world's estimation, that's when you start getting to the more highly foolishness. Listen to what all God has to say about you. That the proper estimation, uh, that is the proper estimation, the Word says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's a proper es estimation of me. That is a humble es uh, es uh, examine, uh, estimation of me because you know who said that? God said it. That's a humble estimation of who you are. The third one is gentleness. Gentleness. What do we got? Three, okay? What's the three? Meekness, humility, gentleness. Not according to the world, but according to the Word of God. What the Word says about me. The third thing is gentleness, meekness toward God. Humility toward self, and gentleness is your outreach toward others. 
pretty well takes care of the, the whole platform. Meekness toward God, humility towards oneself, and gentleness towards others. Strive for these in your life. You must have a teachable spirit. A teach, excuse me, I've been doing this all week. It's not a teachable spirit. It's a teachable mind. You're not going to teach your spirit a lot. It's your mind that you're going to teach. A teachable mind is noble, okay? The word noble means true-spirited, positive, not negative toward the Word of God. Most people are negative with the Word of God. They search the Word to disprove it. You have to prove it to me before I believe it. That's not a noble mind. I hear it. I receive it. I will lay it beside the Word of God. If it lines up, I'll keep it for my very own. Confess this every day. I am teachable. I am meek. I'm teachable. I'm a meek man or I'm a meek woman. When God says stop, I stop. When God says go, I go. When God says give, I give. When God says shout, I shout. When God says dance, I dance. I don't question God. I am teachable. I have a teachable mind. I have a teachable mind. Do you have a teachable mind this morning? Do you have a teachable mind this morning? It's not going to just become that way. You have to make it that way. You have to make your mind teachable. Because we've been taught all of our lives not to be teachable. We've been taught all of our lives to question everything. Prove it by the Word of God. That's fine. But prove it. Go into the Word of God to prove it, to make it good for you, not to make it bad for you. So here's the problem with people in abundance. They haven't taken the time to prove the Word of God to themselves that what it even is all about. They don't know. They, they just they haven't taken the time to apply the Word of God as it should be in their lives. They, like there's all kind of teachings that we've had all of our lives that are mixed up inside of us not mixed up in our spirit, remember? Our spirits are sealed. Upon redemption, sealed. Nothing comes in, nothing goes out. It's sealed. It's the mind you got to deal with now. The mind's got to be worked with. The mind's got to be changed. The mind's got to be renewed. All this stuff that is in our mind that's contrary to the Word of God, we've got to take it out. And it comes out line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little. That's how it comes out. That's how it goes in. The new, the truth. What is the truth? The truth is God's Word. How do you get the truth into your mind? Line upon line. Searching it diligently. Praying in the Holy Ghost. This is the way that you have to approach the Word of God to seal it into your mind, to be teachable in your mind. Uh, it surely helps when you pray in the Holy Ghost. There are truths that you have difficulty comprehending mentally. But praying in the Holy Ghost and trusting God, not to see if something will happen, but knowing something will happen, and knowing that it will happen to your good, 
God's never going to do anything bad to you. He said, I know the plans I have for you. He said, I'm going to trip you up, keep you in trouble, and confuse you every day of your life. No, that's not God. That's, not all, that's a lie. That's not the truth. God said, I am here for you. I'm not against you. Then he also goes on to say, why should you be afraid? Man can't do anything to you. See, all this is mental. It's in your mind. You've got to get rid of it. You've got to build your mind up where it's strong. Fear rests here. Everything is based fear-based in the world. The majority of things, let's put it that way, to be more precise. The majority of things are fear-based in the world. And you have to attack them with the truth of God's Word. You're listening to me. I'm basically speaking along the way. We'll continue. We're not, we're not going to quit on the mind because it's too important. The truth of this whole thing is it's mental. Your mind leads you, not your spirit. Your mind brought you here this morning. Before you ever left home, you thought about coming in your mind. Your mind always goes in front of you. Everything you're going to do, you think about it first. We get into a rut sometimes. We get into a routine. We do it hardly without thinking, but we're still thinking. We've already thought about it. Minds are important. I'm not saying your mind's not. Your mind's one of the most important parts of your body is your mind. But you need to renew it to the Word of God so that it will, you can develop a relationship with your spirit and your mind that brings you into abundance. Abundance. It's not something to be afraid of. Abundance. God wants you to be abundantly blessed in everything you do. He wants everything you set your hand to to be successful. God wants every place you go, every place your footstep, every place your footsteps to be blessed. And those that you come in contact with, you should be bestowing blessings. But you've got to get this first into your mind. <laughs> 